0: the more you see yourself represented, whether it's in entertainment, in toys, whatever, you like, it gives you power, it makes you feel seen. And I think that's a really important thing, especially at the critical ages when you're young and you're sort of defining your personality or figuring all of that out.
1: Why are Nike's Chunky Dunky sneakers selling for $6,000 on eBay? How did Mickey Mouse find his way onto a face mask? Exactly how did all that Stranger Things gear land in your shopping cart? We explore what makes you click buy on the products that stand out above the rest, thanks to a little thing called brand licensing. Welcome to the Licensing Mixtape, a podcast by License Global.
2: Welcome to the Licensing Mixtape. I'm Ben Roberts, content editor for Amir at License Global, and today I'm joined by my fellow content editor and colleague, James Donnett. How are you doing today, James?
1: Good, how are you, Ben?
2: Good, I'm excited, because today we've got a really interesting conversation on our hands. We are talking to Robert Best of Mattel, who... Well, actually, you know what, James, why don't you tell us what Robert does? Because it's incredible.
1: Robert is the senior director of Barbie Design. So he is responsible for designing uh, different types of Barbies that come out, different lines. As you know, Barbie has special like, collector editions, whether that's like Ziggy Stardust or Star Wars and in general, you know, different new designs every year. So he's responsible for building those. What are you hoping to
2: talk to Robert about?
1: I think the biggest thing I'd like to learn is just how do you take a doll and build it for 60 years and and how does it evolve with the times and how does it change and how does it keep up with fans who grow up and how does it bring in new fans? It's it's a really interesting question for the toy sector.
2: Yeah, and I I think fans is an interesting term because it's not just a kid's toy, which is the way I've seen it for so many years. Definitely before I came into the licensing industry, there are adult fans, there's communities out there, there's dedicated online worlds for Barbie. Uh, she has uh, a whole social media presence. She's got digital um, SVODs. Uh, she's got YouTube. So it really is this all-encompassing universe surrounded by a toy, which I think is absolutely incredible.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can't... There's, you know, some famous toys out there, but Barbie's definitely one that's kind of taken on this life its own as a brand, and whether that's, you know, movies or YouTube channels or whatever it is, it is, it's grown from... Yeah a basic doll to a whole empire, really.
2: I'd love to know when Barbie first started licensing, because throughout Barbie's entire career, let's call it, you have, you know, President Barbie, Firefighter Barbie, uh, but now you're starting to see uh, what you were discussing earlier, which is Ziggy Stardust Barbie, (laughs) and different iterations like that. So I'd love to learn more about how that brand brings in partners um, in order to create something which is just a little bit more special
1: yeah and then how do you stay consistent with kind of the the barbie brand while bringing in these new partners is another thing i'd like to learn about
2: well i mean instead of just talking about it we should probably speak to robert himself
1: yeah so this is robert best senior director of barbie design Barbie's been around for over 60 years now. What do you think has given it that longevity to, to be a successful toy for so long?
0: I think the one of the reasons Barbie's such a successful toy is it's a very intuitive toy. You know, dolls have been around forever. They would actually be used to show fashions. It was a way of communicating, like, styles, trends, what people were going to wear. And they would do it in miniature and kind of share that. But then when they became like a plaything... It, because it's sort of a miniature version of us, It's you just sort of know what to do with it. I think there's an intuitive knowledge of it immediately is sort of recognizable. And Barbie, you know, is immediately something that kids just kind of know how to play with. I think they play and reflect stories in their own lives. And it is sort of a way for them to act out different scenarios, play out things that are in their head, Try on different clothes, roles, fantasies, whatever. It's also something that really does speak to imagination. It taps into imagination. And I think that's very powerful. So I think those two things kept it sort of strong for all these years. Um, Certainly it has fallen in and out of fashion. But I think, you know, again, it doesn't need a lot of explanation. When you get a kid a Barbie doll, they kind of immediately know what to do with it. And I think it's that thing where it doesn't need a lot of explanation. You don't have to educate a child. However you play with it, that's your way. And that's completely acceptable.
1: You also touched on it too, kind of how Barbie's gone in and out of fashion, and it's sort of evolved over the years. Can you talk about how you've been able to, to approach uh, the brand and kind of evolve it with the times and, and how people look at toys?
0: Absolutely. I think Barbie has evolved because it's always been a reflection of culture and sort of the time that surrounds her. I think the success is when we pay attention to what's going on and when we are listening not just to our customers but to kind of like things that are going on in culture and like the zeitgeist when you're sort of plugged in with general sentiment that you're seeing in the population and you're paying attention which is not always an easy thing to do. I'm not pretending that I'm like, you know, a witch or clairvoyant (laughs) or something. But when you pay attention, then you'll kind of know and see changes coming or see sort of cultural things happening. So I think that's a really important part of it. But Barbie is at its best a reflection of culture and probably where it's maybe missed here and there is where it, hasn't been paying attention as much. But I think now what's so wonderful is we're working at the brand at a time where we really see how important it is to be as diverse and inclusive and represent as much as possible because everybody wants to see themselves in everything, not just in culture, but in like the things that surround them, like media representation, movies, and in toys. And because Barbie is not a fantastical character, she's not like Mickey Mouse or like, you know, she's not like a made up kind of fantasy because we know mouses don't talk. She's based on like a human. People expect, there's an expectation that there's going to be some reflection of my life or the things that I know. And so that's a really important part of it. And I think it is the the thing, again, that we heard playback from customers where, you know, people would be like, I want to see this or I would like to see. And if you're paying attention and you listen, kind of start to be like, hey, people want to see a doll of themselves or they want to see like, a doll of their family or they want to be able to play out stories that reflect what's going on in their own lives and i think part of the magic of barbie is that yes she's very aspirational there's not many teenagers who have their own car dream house all this other stuff so you know that part of it is the sort of fantasy part of it but it's also very rooted in core. It's sort of like her careers are careers that are relatable, that you see around you. Um, her clothes might look like the clothes that teenagers wear, or they're always like trendy in a way that kids can relate to. So there is the part of sort of like aspiration where we kind of partner with incredible designer brands or luxury brands or all of this fun stuff but then there's also something really powerful about having it be like like sort of normal life what people see around them whether it's you know just their mom and dad going into work kids relate to the things their worlds are very small adult fans are different because adult fans kind of want the cool partnerships they want the more unique offering but a kid is sort of like their role models their mom or dad or their older brother or sister and so their world is smaller, and it's important to be able to reflect that back to them.
1: You kind of mentioned the adult fans. Um, when it comes to sort of the collectors and people who kind of grew up with the dolls and now kind of just collect them as um, pieces to, to hold and kind of have on a shelf somewhere, how yes. do those partnerships kind of work for, for Barbie?
0: It's twofold. Many of them might come to us with ideas where they're working on a launch, they see the work that we're doing, they're excited, they have an idea, they want a Barbie. Um, to celebrate whatever a film a theatrical a fashion partnership and then we also reach out to people so um you know prior to sort of being more a uh, director where i have more a, of a team reporting into me i was very much in the design process and i would just part of it is a brainstorming so we'll meet with our marketing partners we'll all throw out ideas somebody might have something that's personal that they love or they want to pursue And then you really, it's just kind of like throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks where if it's the right time and somebody's interested and you put a pitch together, send it over and they're like, this seems really exciting. You might end up with something really magical. So it's a combination of timing, interest, as well as just constantly sort of keeping the conversation going and keeping it open. Because you never know when a certain partner maybe that you've been pursuing for a while will suddenly be receptive to the idea of partnering.
2: Really interesting uh, point of, is partnership. I mean, what have you seen as some of the best partnerships that Barbie has worked on? Maybe whether that's uh, socially impactful or great for the fans. I mean, what are some of your favorites?
0: Recently, we worked with Star Wars to do some incredible collector dolls and I personally worked on that and I loved it because I was a Star Wars kid. I grew up with the franchise. It was very meaningful to me. So to be able to work on dolls inspired by that franchise was super cool. But then we've also done things on our Barbie Style channel where we work with incredible stylists. We work with recently Shiona Torini, this amazing stylist who did all these incredible dolls for the channel. So what's incredible about Barbie is the opportunity to work with such a variety of talented, creative individuals throughout the spaces of entertainment, fashion, styling. And we've even done sort of different things with like, I think we partnered with like Rock the Vote, kind of showing them the importance of voting or being engaged in the political process you know, the political system. So I love it when a partnership has impact, but I also like when you can just create a really cool toy. And I think what's unique about Barbie is we've been able to work on a number of partnerships that really range in the spectrum of like meaningful and impactful and making differences socially, as well as then just like creating a really unique item for collectors, for fans or avid fans of whatever the property might be.
1: When you're working with a partnership on like a Star Wars Barbie or um, another really cool one was the Ziggy Stardust Barbie you guys oh, yeah, released last year. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um is there certain kind of um Barbie points that you need to hit that kind of speak to the brand even when you're working with these other brands or is it kind of an open slate?
0: I think it's a, it's, Barbie is um, sort of a known quantity and it almost immediately, while there might be things that people think of as like defining characteristics, the scale is one of them, I think, you know, that it's a sort of an 11 and a half inch doll and it is in miniature scale. There is pretty much an open slate in terms of there's a lot of creative freedom. And I think what's great about The brand is today is we really when we work with partners we very much kind of feel it's our mission to be as authentic and capture as much as their intellectual property or whatever the message they're trying to convey is i think you know ziggy stardust was a great example where you still want to you know it's kind of barbie as inspired by an individual who's very recognizable and so that kind of immediately lends itself to the the doll you know exactly who it is without any need of really like definition but it just is really about capturing those authentic details as close as possible in miniature and i think that's when it's successful is that it does that really effectively
1: yeah i guess when you're thinking about someone as iconic as barbie david bowie's pretty high up there so
0: (laughs) yes exactly (laughs)
2: <laughs> no, I love the, uh, the Bowie side of things because it teaches kids all about a legacy of music that they might not have access to. But I mean, one of Barbie's major traits, which you touched on earlier, which is reflecting culture and yeah. obviously reflecting the world around kids. I mean, what are you seeing coming out of maybe not lockdown, but the last last few years?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, that's a great question. And I think it is I love what you said about the Ziggy Stardust thing, because it is sort of great to be able to share maybe, uh, you know, what would you say, like artists, um, stories, um, properties, entertain- whatever that people might not be as much aware of and sort of kind of informing and educating. I think, you know, whenever you say education, that doesn't sound fun, but it is great to sort of like expose people to more than they might know of i so it is that thing of like how do we highlight voices that maybe don't get as much attention as they should i think especially with the sort of social change and impact that we're seeing recently from all the protests and all of this i think there is an opportunity there's a great opportunity for all of us to sort of like Reevaluate, sort of like giving a platform to voices that are not necessarily maybe have that opportunity. And I think Barbie is such a powerful platform and such a wonderful way of kind of connecting people that it's exciting to work on a brand that does that. I think, and even in really simple ways, I think we make a point of having dolls that represent a variety of skin tones, ethnicities, backgrounds, all of this stuff because we know that that's how people, that's what people are, right? We're all different from different backgrounds with different parentage and all this sort of thing. So representing that is really important. And I think we'll continue to push, whether it's having a doll in a wheelchair, whether it's having a doll with a prosthetic, to push that idea of showing as much representation as possible. Because for me, that's such an important thing as a gay kid growing up, when you don't see yourself You start to think that, like, oh, I'm a problem or I'm somehow wrong. The more you see yourself represented, whether it's in entertainment, in toys, whatever, the more it is, you like, it gives you power. It makes you feel seen. And I think that's a really important thing, especially at the critical ages when you're young and you're sort of defining your personality or figuring all of that out.
1: Another... uh aspect I was pretty interested in is when you're working on designs now with COVID-19 and everything, is there challenges arising just not being able to be in the office and, and uh, being with you?
0: Yeah, very much so. It's interesting. So because Barbie is still a three-dimensional product, um, you know, the team and Mattel has been incredible in terms of supporting us to work from home and giving us all the tools necessary. But there really are challenges when you're working on a Product that you need to kind of hold in touch. I think that's also when when we talked about earlier, why is Barbie so successful? Like having a tactile object, like in more and more we're seeing people talk about all these things are like tactile play being so important, like holding and feeling something is really, this sensory thing is very important in terms of development. I think not being able to do that or or having to have special circumstances, we kind of have to jump through hoops when we want to review something or see something in person. So it just adds a lot more time and sort of like creativity. You know, we've worked with like everyone's kind of figuring out how to like have things dropped off or shipped somewhere. Like, God bless everybody who works in shipping delivery, because I mean, I know like every this is the world right now, like Postmates and Amazon, like the world is literally run by people in shipping and they all are heroes, truly. Um, But yeah, it is that thing of you just have to think differently, and so while all the tools available are pretty amazing, whether it's like what we're doing now, Zoom calls or team meetings or all these things that we can do visually, there is a degree of still needing to be able to work in the three dimension. And that has been sort of really hampered by what's going on. So, you know, we've had to find creative solves of how to do that. And they're not always the most effective, but it's something that we're working through. And I think we are finding that we're able to still be successful and still do it. It just has added, you know, probably time and more sort of a need for creative thinking about some of the things that we used to be able to do for sure.
2: Just on the flip side, like how have you seen kids engagement with Barbie change during lockdown? Um, You know, because again, it's, it's tactile, you want to play with something, but it might be quite tough being actually getting a hold of it.
0: Um, Well, if sales are any indication, Barbie's on fire, which is a good thing. So I think, and again, I think part of it is that there's, there's a few things with like, and again, this is all just me reflecting that Barbie is a toy that, you know, like people know. Most parents grew up with her themselves. And you they have a lot of strong emotional connections. It's something I think at a time when there's a lot of uncertainty in the world, we turn to things that make us feel safe, or at least, if not guarantee safety, kind of bring us back like fond memories or connect us to times when we did feel safe. And and I think Barbie has a lot of strength in that because people have good memories of themselves playing with it. It's also something again that like, if you give it to kids, they can get lost in for hours playing with Barbies. And it's something that like as a parent where you're trying to sort of entertain and find things to distract your children, and maybe they've been on the computer or a laptop or whatever, and you want to kind of move them away from that. It's a very effective thing because it's a toy that demands, again, what we are talking about before, imagination. And you have to play with it, with it in real, you know, you can't, it's not a digital thing. So it does force you to unplug. And then once you're tapped into your creativity or your imagination, it's really, it can be really amazing. So I think we're seeing like strength in sales that, and I don't know all the reasons, but I think part of it is that, is that it's an easy toy that people have great nostalgia for and is is kind of a no-brainer. You know how to play with it, you know what to do. And again, there's no right or wrong way. You can do whatever you want and it's gonna be fun.
1: With something like um, the COVID-19 pandemic, are you able to um, pivot and kind of develop ideas on the fly and kind of capitalize on what's happening in the moment?
0: Yes, I think, you know, the good thing is like, so there's a pretty long lead time for commercial product. and we do start very well in advance. I think, you know, I wouldn't say capitalize because that sounds <laughs> I like I would like, yes. like oh, no, yes, we're not capitalizing <laughs> off anything. It's a pandemic. Um, I do feel like we've definitely there is a new, you know, like, it's, it's sort of funny. We're working on product. And I think current events certainly are informing everything we do in terms of how we think about how people are living currently and trying to imagine what life will be like or what the changes will be like that will be longstanding or, you know, maybe even if they're temporary that, that people will have a memory of. So I think there is an appropriate amount of change that's been addressed. But at the same time, I think you have to kind of it is a tough time because I will say, like, we all feel like uncertain, like how long is this going to go on? What will the impact inevitably be? And I think the in the immediate um, world, if you look at sort of things like Barbie social media or how we're engaging through social media and other platforms that are real time, you'll see that we are very much kind of, again, reflecting the way people are, because I think in the past we had content that showed Barbie out with friends, Barbie in the world, Barbie doing stuff, much like everybody else. You know, we know that like to portray that would be tone deaf. And so there's a part of you that's sort of like, no, we need to show appropriate content that reflects the content that people can share and not not sort of be tone deaf about the fact that, yeah, this really has impacted people in ways that are very real and that, that have manifested in physical ways that we can see. In
1: terms of um, kind of the way the brand has expanded into different realms, whether that's like uh, TV,
0: movies
1: or social media, how is that kind of um, aligned with the core brand of the
0: toys? I think it's very aligned in that, you know, Barbie has always been a brand, again, I think like a reflection of culture, uh, very much about sort of like plugged into what's going on. And I think the ways we communicate as individuals, as humans has gotten more complicated or sort of different. And so for Barbie as a brand to do that makes sense because it's about reaching your consumers and again, listening to them and going to where they are sort of showing up in the spaces that they are, whether that means like reflecting their lives, but also communicating with them in the preferred method so for me those expansions make perfect sense i think whether it's like a vlog you know her vlogger channel on youtube or her social media channels these are like these are places where we know kids are hanging out we know kids are paying attention and again where it makes sense and it's appropriate always keeping in mind that still you have to kind of maintain a certain level of propriety and sort of know that like you know you parents want to feel good about what their kids are engaging in and we take that very seriously I, and that's a very you know heavy responsibility and we don't want to make light of that so it's always barbie will engage in these mediums happily and there's a part of us that can be tongue in cheek and humorous and you know, like we said, when we're talking to the adult fans and the adult consumers. But I also think like, we know that this is where people are. And as long as it's appropriate, and you know, we, we vet it with our PR agencies and with our internal PR, then we feel good about it. I think it, it makes it really makes sense, because this is how people are living today. It feels like it's where life is sort of evolving. That
1: also speaks to um, kind of what we talked about in the beginning is, is it's just, it's a very basic toy that kind of feeds into your imagination. So it can go kind of all these different routes and directions because uh, the base is such imagination built.
0: Yeah, and I also think it is, you know, like what's fun is that you can, it it allows, it's almost like a blank canvas in many ways because it allows you to, um, you know, like there's expression in many different ways. And because it's not a defined single thing, It's sort of like there's Barbies and Ken's and friends and a world and all these different accessories that kind of, again, Are reflective of the things that we know in our own world but then the benefit as well is like yeah Barbie can be a mermaid and a princess and fantastical elements and all of it and so it is a very big world you know and I think that's also its strength is there's no it's almost like there's no limits it's only limited really by a kid's imagination and if you think about kids they imagine nutty things which is
2: good (laughs) (laughs) One one of the core things that I respect so much about the Barbie toy is that even though it's fantastical and it has these giant worlds and it's been around for such a long time it all boils down to that one core hallmark which is ambition um so you've got all of the careers like one of the ones i love the most was 2016's game developer uh yeah. barbie which was fantastic uh, what are the other hallmarks
0: that you would say make barbie such a, an iconic toy i think the hallmarks that make barbie a good toy i think it is like timeliness i think it is sort of That's one of the ones for me, because it's sort of like, even if people frequently ask the question, like, do we lead or do we follow? And my thing is, I don't know that it's either or because I don't know that it matters. I think timeliness is the idea of whether you're a little behind or a little ahead is that you're plugged into what's going on. And so you might have a toy that reflects something maybe a day later, whatever, or you might actually be in ahead of a trend because you kind of saw it coming. And I think it is that idea of like, when you're listening to what's going on in culture, when you're sort of like, and I think part of this is because we have a really diverse staff of people who are pulling from all the things that inspire them. And again, it's like, if you're paying attention and being open, then you're gonna gonna like hit on the things that are meaningful to everyone. It also, in a way, the open-endedness allows for it to be meaningful to people because It's very hard to, you're never going to be all things to all people. Someone's always going to complain about something like, oh, you didn't get this right or we don't like this doll or that doll's horrible or this or the other. That's also fine because we also, we always say like, Hey, if you're not into and not just for the collector dolls, but as an example, if you're not into the Star Wars Barbies or you don't like Star Wars, we've got a Ziggy Stardust doll. And if you don't like that, we've got like a Carl Lagerfeld. You know, like there truly is something for everyone. I think the world more than ever is a place where all these things that might have in the past been thought of as fringe, like Comic-Con, people dressing in like, you know, character costumes, Halloween, whatever, are celebrated now. And the feeling is more about like there's probably a group out there that's going to support you and and is into it as much as you are and will celebrate and have chat boards and help you find new ways to express your own sort of the things that motivate you and barbie is just one example of that in that, like, I think we try to show that the differences and the opportunities and then allow the individual, the child, the collector, whatever, to make the choice. Because choice is what's so great, right? To be able to say, like, I like this, that, or the other. And then there's something that reflects that in the world and sort of celebrates that. And I think Barbie is a toy of choice, is like, there's so much to choose from, whether it's the careers, the fashions, And just to say, like, oh, I want a doll that looks like me. Well, there's probably a doll out there. I think that idea is really strong.
2: Unfortunately, that's all we've got time for on today's episode of The Licensing Mixtape. Coming up next, we are going to be talking to the guys at Sanrio about how to build the perfect character.